0: 19 years with Timmy time that is something else <laughs> yeah. she deserves you know a what? medal
1: I got one I made it myself you but should I get got a one. belt buckle for that <laughs> Yeah. at 20 I won a trophy I <laughs> yeah. hey, remember
2: the guy at Bandera who had the 500k belt shirt buckle. yeah Marcy needs like a 19 years with Timmy time not a lot of people can handle uh, that
0: no, lucky no.
1: to have 19 yeah. years.
0: No. Yeah, Timmy Time Timmy is one of the easiest people to be around. He I really. Like. Is. I don't live with him all the time. I have lived with him in the past, <laughs> and that was easy, but not for 19 uh, years. But he's one, years, yeah. one of the easiest people to be around. He really is. He had some struggles.
1: Well, the noon improved.
0: Three, two, one. Hi, this is Craig Ashley, a Clydesdale runner from North Carolina. And I'm glad to be a member of the big ass runner herd. Welcome to this episode of the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your host, Jeff Harrell. Well, thank you, Craig. And i tell you what, I am very jealous of your resonant voice, your deep voice. I wish I had such a voice. Thanks so much for doing that intro. Love North Carolina. I got a lot of listeners out there. So again, Craig, thanks so much for that awesome introduction. Well, my name is Jeff Harrell. This is the Big Ass Runner episode, believe it or not, number 79, the year my little twin brothers were born. They're not little anymore. They still are twins though. 1979, great year. Episode 79. I think we've got a great episode planned for you. Segment one is a little different than we've done. I actually asked for questions. You know, it's kind of hip and cool to do the AMAs, the ask me anything. So I posted on the Big Ass Runner Instagram, Ask me anything, got a bunch of questions. We're going to go through those in segment one. In segment two, everyone's favorite is back, and she brought along a special guest. You're going to love segment number two. But before we get to that, I wanted to share a few, I think it's more like questions and observations from the race that I did last weekend. It was a 54K down in Tyler, Texas. Tyler is in East Texas. It's in the Piney Woods, and it was a 54k three loops of 11 point something miles and a lot of fun finished. It was more of a training run for me and went pretty well, but I had a few questions. And I know a lot of people listen to this show while they're running or while they're doing other things or commuting. So I want to ask these questions and and have you answer in real time. So just blurt it out. What do you do in these situations or with these questions? The first is, I'd never done this race before. And it's out, like I said, in East Texas, it was just north of Tyler at the Tyler State Park. And it's known for Piney Woods, but not necessarily vert. And my question is, how much research or how much do you preview a course before you run it? Do you Jump in there online and try to find other videos of the same race and try to you know, detail where the vertical is, where the high spots, the low spots, how much vertical, what kind of conditions, what kind of you know, is it rocks, is it straw, is it sand, is it hard packed, is it a lot of roots that could trip you? How much do you do? I wonder. Also, though, the answer to that might depend on your enneagram number. So I'm a I'm a seven which means, man, I just like to have fun and take it as it comes. And so I don't typically do a ton of research up front. And it kind of bit me because this race, I just assumed it was fairly flat. I knew there'd be a lot of piney woods. I thought it'd be really pretty running through the woods. But I didn't imagine there'd be a ton of vert. I knew there some hills in that area, but not you know nothing too crazy. This course had 4,000 feet of vertical. That surprised me. And that got me a little bit. And so I just, I guess one question is how much research do you do before a race or a trail that you've never run before? I kind of like to be surprised, but sometimes that does bite me a little bit. And I was prepared, you know, I had all the right nutrition and everything, but I guess a little bit surprised by how much vertical there was. So that's one question. Another question I have, this was... A cold race. It was, as I looked at, I do look at the forecast because, you know, you want to prepare, you know, what you're going to wear your gear. And it was 23 degrees at the start of the race. And it was going to stay that way for most of the race. It warmed up a little bit, but it was pretty cold, at least for us. I don't know a lot of you folks in Canada are probably laughing at us right now, but 23 for us is pretty, pretty cold. And I tend to, so here's my question Do you? underdress for the current temperature, knowing that you're going to warm up a little bit as you run and the temperatures may warm up and you can then kind of run into a kind of a more comfortable situation. Do you like to be warm all the time? So you're bundled up at the beginning, knowing that you'll probably have to shed as you go. Or do you like to kind of overdress and, hey, comfort and warmth is where it's at. And if you get a little bit sweaty, so be it. I run pretty hot. My engine burns pretty hot. And so I tend to underdress early because I know I'm going to warm up pretty quickly. But because this, there was really no warming up, at least temperature-wise, I knew I would probably warm up. I dressed pretty close to comfortable from the beginning. And it turned out to be a good strategy I had. My Path Projects shorts. And then I wore my Path Projects Killum pants, the long pants, instead of tights. Because my theory was probably by lap two, I'll want to be in shorts because my legs will have warmed up. And if I have tights on, it's just harder to remove. And this plan worked perfectly. The Killum pants are amazing. They're so easy to run in and so easy to take off at the end of that first loop. And then I ran in a short-sleeve shirt, then a long-sleeve shirt, and then my Janji, I always want to say genji Janji running jacket. That was perfect. And then I had some gloves on, double socks, of course, with the salty britches on my feet, and the big-ass runner beanie, which was ridiculously awesome. And so after that first lap, I shed the pants, I shed the long-sleeve shirt, but kept the jacket And then I switched from the beanie to the path projects backwards, of course, cap. And that worked out perfectly for the second loop. The third loop, I made a strategic error. My thought was between loop two and three, I think loop two is the hardest because it's like I've seen all this before and I'm going to see it again. So I think between lap two and three, I said, I'm just going to grab some nutrition and keep going and I should have stopped and take the jacket off taking the jacket off because I had to end up wrapping it around my waist for most of the third loop so that was a little bit of a strategic error but my question is how do you dress do you like to underdress overdress dress appropriately and know you're going to shed along the way a little bit of strategy there worked out almost perfectly i wish i'd left the jacket on that third loop and then the third thing, I saw two things on the trail I had never seen before. One kind of funny and one not not so funny. So when you're out on the trails, you know, when you've got to pee, sometimes you just got to pee or poop. You know, Code Brown, we've talked about Big Papa and Scott's story. When you got to go, you got to go. But usually you find a spot off the trail. And that's not uncommon. You'll see someone off in the distance, you know, they're doing their business. No big deal. Well, I'm running along and this is a single track and there's quite a few trees really close to the trail. It's kind of weaving through the piney woods. It was was a cool trail. A lot of roots though. You had a, I did bite it one time. Pretty good. But anyway, there's a lot of trees on the trail and and I'm running up and I see a guy, this is the first loop. So there's quite a bit of traffic. And I see someone leaning on a tree. His feet are still in the trail, and he's leaning on this tree. And I'm like, "Oh, I wonder if he's either hurt or sick, or what's going on." And so I kind of run up a little bit slowly, and then I see the stream of pee. He's just, he's just peeing away. You know, he's on the trail, just leaning on a tree. I guess he didn't want to waste any energy and move five feet, give a little himself a little privacy. He was just gonna throw it out there and whiz right on the trail. I mean, he wasn't landing on the trail, but his feet were on the trail. Never seen that before. That was interesting.
1: You know, we're living in a society.
0: And then on the second loop, I think this was right after I had fallen, and I was pretty much by myself at this point. The second loop, you know, all the the shorter distance folks have, have already finished. And so there's a lot of times where I'm pretty much by myself out there. But I'm coming along, and I see a gentleman just standing on the trail holding his hand. And that's never a good sign. He's kind of looking around. And I run up on him, and I say, you know, hey, are you okay? And he goes, no, can you let me know how to get back to the the start-finish line? I've broken my finger. And he had fallen and snapped his pinky and was holding it. felt bad for him. He, He wasn't, I think he was a little bit of shock, wasn't you know, any kind of immediate pain or danger. So he kind of took off towards the start finish line. like, oh man, had never actually seen a snapped pinky before, but you know, sometimes it happens. That's why when I fall, I try to keep my hands clenched, but sometimes you, you know, you, you catch it on something and it happens. It happens. So that's two things i had never seen before. And then just the last thing, I wanted to mention this race was, it was three loops, but they were kind of the middle section of each of the loops was a single track two-way traffic. It's like a loop at the bottom and then the connector two-way single track and then a loop at the top. And so you do that three times. And the first loop, that was a problem because it's single track two-way and you're having to move over, move over, move over. And that, you know, that got a little bit annoying because you're trying to make good times. The first loop you're feeling pretty good. And so I was like, I don't think I like this, but I can tell you that on the second and third loop, when you didn't see anyone out there and you're pushing the miles up and you're starting to get a little tired and seeing people come, you know, every once in a while gave you some energy. And I got to say, and we've talked about this on the show before, trail runners are so encouraging. I didn't pass a single person that didn't say, good job, way to go, looking good, looking great. You know, it was just awesome. So I would say I didn't like the two-way single track on the first loop, but loops two and three, it was awesome. Well, that's a few of my observations and questions from the Running the Rose 54K. It was a great race finished it was a good training run for me a lot of great people out there got to see a lot of awesome folks and just really cold temperatures but that didn't deter the trail runners they were out in masses doing some great things so with that let's get going on episode number 79 the big ass runner Well, as I mentioned, this is a segment we've never done before, but I, you know, I want to be cool and hip with the times. And so I thought I would post on Instagram, ask me anything and see what we get back. And we got quite a few questions back. And like I said, in the open play along, how would you answer these questions? Some of them quite hard hitting others, not so much, but all of them very, I felt very interesting. So let's dive right in. Ask me anything. Well, Kate asks, what is your favorite breakfast cereal? Yeah, this is a tough one. I do love cereal. And I will tell you that somewhere along the line, I failed as a parent because my oldest daughter, Hannah does not like cereal. Like, how can he not like cereal? That's like a million different kinds. Something about the milk and the cereal. If you don't like cereal, let us know if you're in that camp. But Hannah is in that camp. I, on the other hand, love cereal. There's so many varieties. You can go healthy. You can certainly go unhealthy. I would say my go-to right now is Honey Bunches of Oats because I think that's what my wife buys at Costco. I do also like Raisin Bran, and I bring that up because it's fairly healthy, but it's also one of the very few times I allow raisins in something. Raisins and Raisin Bran somehow breaks the rule, don't put raisins in stuff. It's delicious. But if you ask me what my favorite is, it's not healthy, and probably that's why it's my favorite. It would be the greatness of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Delicious. There are a lot of good options. I'm sure you guys are slapping in your radios right now going, how come you didn't mention Fruity Pebbles or how come you didn't mention Golden Grahams? I mean, there's tons of good ones, but my favorite, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All right. This is fun. Mo asks, do you prefer morning, midday, or evening runs? My schedule is interesting because I do work from home now two days a week or three days a week, and I'm in the office now two days a week or three days a week, just depending on the week. And so my runs are not consistent. I sometimes run in the morning, sometimes run midday, and sometimes run in the evening. And I will say that I enjoy all of them for different reasons. Evening because it's just something about, if you, especially if you run as the sun's setting, I love an evening kind of sunset run. The midday run can be rejuvenating. And so I enjoy that. It also feels like you feel really efficient. Like you work the morning and then at lunch you go for a run and then you showered and you hit, you know, hit the workday in the afternoon. Just feel very efficient. But I think my favorite is the morning run. My long runs on Saturdays are always first thing in the morning. And I think there's something about doing an early morning run. It starts in the dark you get the sunrise. And you also, here in Texas, you tend to get you know cooler temperatures. So that's always a factor. But I think the biggest reason I enjoy it is the rest of the day, you feel so accomplished. It's like I got in my 10 miles, my 12 miles, whatever your long run for the day is, and the rest of the day's bonus. The rest of the day is whatever you want it to be. If you want to go hit the gym later, that's great. You can, or you don't have to because you've already run. It's awesome. So I would say, Mo, morning run would be my favorite all right well megan asks what is your favorite running temperature this is a great question you know here in texas we get pretty hot and there are times when i do enjoy a hot run you get sweat it out it feels really good but i tend to like that crisp cold running temperature interested to know what the biggest runner heard what your answers are i'm sure it probably varies by Location in Latvia. I bet it's in the sixties in Brisbane. I have no idea. Let me know. For me, though, in fact, the run I did today was at forty-nine degrees, and that was perfect. Now there was no wind. If there's wind, it probably needs to be a little warmer than that. Wind chill factor. But it was forty-nine. It was perfect. Ran in shorts and a long sleeve, and it was fantastic. So, Megan, I would say forty-nine degrees. Not 48, not 50, 49 degrees and no wind, by the way. Well, Andy asks, this is a deeper question, Andy, favorite childhood memory? I have so many good ones. Like the time my grandpa bought me a go-kart. Like as a kid, man, that was like the greatest day. He brings home a go-kart from Western Auto and I just tore that thing up. It was awesome. Also got a foosball table for Christmas one year. That stands out because I love playing me some foosball. But I am the oldest of five. I have, it's me, and then I've got two sisters. And then I mentioned earlier, my twin brothers. And so we got along great, great family. And we would go on summer road trips. Well, I'll tell
2: you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun.
0: You know, with that many kids, you don't fly because it's too expensive. So we would road trip. And with that many kids, my parents would, you know, back then they didn't have you know some of the same vehicles. They had what they called a conversion van. It was like a van with an extra little end to it in the back and the couch folded down. You could sleep back there and stuff. And so we would go to Colorado every summer as a family. And I think that are probably my best memories going to Lake City, Colorado, going to Estes Park, going to Crested Butte. I think that's why Crested Butte has always been one of my favorite places to go. Going down the Million Dollar Highway from Durango to Silverton to Ure. That is one of my favorite drives and favorite places in Ure, Colorado is just awesome. If you've never been there, it's like they call it Little Switzerland. It feels like a little city cut out of the mountain. There's a race there that many of you guys have done. So you know all about Ure. If you haven't been there, and you get a chance go to Ure, Colorado. It's a little bitty town. Love it. So, Andy, I think that's that would be my answer. Road trips in the summer to Colorado with the family, just a ton of fun. All right, Moose, ask. Do you think a sad song is less effective with an up tempo beat? I'm going to ask that again because you got to capture this. Do you think a sad song is less effective? With an up tempo beat? You know, a lot of people would not touch this question, but since I've sung uncomfortable duets with Timmy Time, I feel like I'm pretty qualified to answer this. I think the music moves people more than the lyrics. For me, in fact, I get the lyrics wrong a lot anyway. And so I think the music brings the feeling, the emotion, and so I would say that up-tempo beat would be less effective than a slower beat for a sad song. That's my thought. A little peek behind the curtain, by the way. I am a huge Le Miserable fan. I say Le Miserable to make it sound like, you know, more sophisticated than I am. But I'm a big Les Miz fan. And on the way to Tyler, on the way to that race last weekend, I listened to the entire Les Mis soundtrack. And if you want to hear a song that brings all the feels, all the emotion, go listen to A Little Fall of Rain, and you will feel all the feels. And if you go on YouTube to listen to it, or you're searching for it on Spotify, don't get the Eddie Redmayne, Redmayne whatever his name is, version. Get the Lea Salonga and Michael Ball version. That is the bomb, but that will give you all the feel. So yeah, Moose, I think I think it is less effective with an up-tempo beat. I think that's the whole idea. Creating the mood through music. All right, this is another one from Andy. If you had one year to do or see all of the things, what would that year look like? Wow. That's a tough question. I think for sure I would love to meet all the Big ass Runner Herd. Andy, I'd love to meet you. Kelly, Denver. I mean, all the people I would love to meet. And I think we could get it done in a year, although it would be a lot of travel. But what if, and we've, we've actually been thinking about it, we been throwing around this idea. What if we did a Big ass Runner running retreat somewhere? Had everybody come in and we met up in... It could be Bandera or somewhere in Arizona or somewhere in Boulder or somewhere in the Carolinas. Do a long weekend, run some runs together, hang out, running retreat, big-ass runner, running retreat. I think that would be awesome. So that would be very high on the list, Andy. I think a trip to Latvia, certainly. A trip to Brisbane that's on the bucket list. As I'm thinking about this, a lot of travel, right? I want to go see Israel someday, Machu Picchu, Italy, Switzerland, I've not done a lot of international travel other than to Mexico and Uganda on kind of mission trips. So I'd love to go see some of these places. I do want to go someday not to run in because I'm certainly not qualified, but I'd love to serve or crew at Western States and just experience that. I think that would be awesome. I would definitely want to go visit my friends at the orphanage at Casa Hogar Elim down in Mexico. I've not been in over three years Definitely got to do that one. Still a topic of travel. I'm taking my boys. So, my, my son, my older son Hayden, we were supposed to go on a kind of college graduation trip with him, but COVID messed all that up. We we're going to go to Nashville. So, we're making it up and we're combining my older son and my younger son who's graduating high school, and we are going to Manhattan in June. To do all the things, to run in Central Park, to go see a show, to go to a Yankees game. We're going to do it all. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's on the list. I'd go see as many concerts as possible. Elton John in September. We have tickets for that. That's going to be awesome. Never seen Elton John. Probably one of the last chances we'll get to do that. I'd want to go to f- see Foreigner, Sticks, Journey, any of the classic rock, Billy Joel, probably want to go see as many concerts as possible and at red rock if possible red rocks it would be awesome i'd probably want to spend a lot of time in crested butte and uray as i've already mentioned and all of those things i'd want to do with my family and my friends because none of it would be enjoyable without them and i'd spend a lot of time with my granddaughter who is arriving in may first grandchild Arriving in May, super stoked, super excited. That would be on the list too. I'm sure there's lots of other things, Andy, but that's the top of my list. What's on the top of your list? What things would you do or see if you had one year to do them? Interesting question. Here's the last question, and we got many, many of these. This I kind of expected this, but many ask, what happened to Stephen? <laughs> what in the world has happened to Stephen? Well, there's a few conspiracy theories out there. The first one came in from Sheila. You know, last time we heard from Stephen was at Dino Valley when we did the 50k, and she says he's still lost at Dino Valley, but may have possibly been eaten by a raptor. That's a that's an interesting theory. That that could be possible. Another theory that has been brought up is that, you know, with Timmy Time, the whole idea there was to help Stephen learn music. He's a musical compassion child, as he describes it. And one very popular theory is that he, because he's a compassion child, musical compassion child, he was adopted by Brad Pitt and Angelino Jolie. Don't know if that's true or not, but that's out there. And then the third one, and this one sounds a little bit more plausible is that he spent so much money on all the Steven's new ass stuff that he's working double shifts at the Smoothie King. That sounds pretty plausible to me because he does spend a lot of money on gear and stuff. So that sounds like a good one. But I will tell you that none of those are actually true. You know, we talk a lot on the show about different seasons of life and Stephen is in a particularly really busy it's a great season but it's a really busy season and so he has had to step away obviously you've noticed for a period of time from the show but we hope that he will be back soon in some capacity when these seasons change and that's one thing that i've realized about life is that seasons change ups and downs it's like a carousel you pay the quarter you get
2: on the horse it goes up and down And around, circular, circle, with the music,
0: the flow, all good things. Different opportunities, different amount of time that you have. And we're in a season right now that's really, really awesome, but busy for Steven. And so for this season, I'm trying to pull some of the weight myself, along with Timmy Time and Marcy. And we've got other big plans for the podcast, other new guests that you guys are going to love. So that is it. Stephen is on a little bit of a break from the show, but we hope to have him back in some capacity when seasons change. Well, thank you for all the great questions, and hopefully, you are answering along with them. And I enjoyed that. So, thank you guys for asking. And with that, that is the first ever, and maybe the last. (laughs) We'll see what the feedback is. Ask me anything. Well, one of the things we love to do is to give shout-outs and kudos to the big-ass runners out there. Just making it happen. And this week, I want to give a very personal shout-out and kudos to the great Ashley Durstein. Ashley is awesome. She's out in Arizona. She has helped us out on this show many, many times doing different recordings and things. She leads Team Dirt Invert out there in the Phoenix area. But I wanted to give her a special shout out for one big reason. First of all, she's helping set up a little happy hour while I'm out in Arizona, so I get to meet a few of the folks out there. But also, she went on a training run recently out in the Black Canyon area, running the same trail that I'll be running here in a couple weeks for the Black Canyon 100, and she... Did a face plant. She tripped, fell, did a face plant, landed pretty hard, looked like from the pictures. She was smiling as always, but she smoothed out the path for me. And that is, that is a giver there. That is someone who will take one for the team, <laughs> whatever the words are. So thank you, Ashley, for helping us out while we're going to be in Arizona, for smoothing out the path so that the 100K will be a little bit easier. But she was out doing a training run with a bunch of folks, and she's going to pace somebody at that race so also want to give a shout out to all the pacers man that is that is an awesome role often overlooked but we tried to love on the pacers at bandera but pacers play such a great role but big shout out and kudo to ashley ashley thanks for all your help looking forward to meeting you here in a couple of weeks way to go ashley Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mossy Baser.
1: Hi, guys. How are ya?
0: And special guest, Tim Baser. What, what? Hey, hey we Jimmy both Tim. Basers.
2: Man, thanks for having me back.
0: For the third week in a row, we are we are getting lucky on the <laughs> yeah. Big Ass Runner podcast <gasps> ah. to have the greatness of the Basers with us once again. How are you guys doing? We are good.
2: Yeah. We have, like, the best anniversary Oh, yeah. How'd it go? It was awesome. Did you, did you
0: remember which day it was? No. Yeah.
2: It was like the 15th. We
1: celebrated that week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just celebrated the first the whole day. whole
0: week. You yep. thought it was the 15th. You thought it was the 19th. Yep. All four days or whatever it that really is. It really It was out. a party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Tim just yeah.
1: sang to me. It was beautiful. And it was your it was 19th. 19, 19. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That yeah. Is awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: 19 years with Timmy time that is something else <laughs> yeah. she deserves you know a what? medal
1: I got one I made it myself you but should I get got a one. belt buckle for that <laughs> Yeah. at 20 I won a trophy
0: I <laughs> yeah. hey, remember
2: the guy at Bandera who had the 500k belt shirt buckle. yeah Marcy needs like a 19 years with Timmy 19 time, years with Timmy <laughs> yeah, time sure. not a lot of people can handle uh, that
0: I'm no, lucky no. to have 19 no. years of yeah. Timmy Time. Timmy time's one of the easiest people to be around. He really like. is. I don't live with him all the time. I have lived with him in the past, <laughs> and that was easy, but not for 19 years. Uh, 19 but he's yeah. one of the easiest people to be around. He
1: really is. he have got some honestly. struggles. Well, the noon improved. Yeah. This, this side, yeah. this half, excellent. This, this side excellent. of 2011.
2: 2012 and newer. Well, yes. 13. I'm yes. going to give you 13. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 12, Maybe fourteen. I <laughs> to
1: get some traction. In twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get a little yep. leg work going yes. first. But yeah, once he hit that stride, I'm yes. telling you, mm, 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 do you have mm. a funny
2: story if you don't mind getting too personal. Please do. Okay, so you know I sobered up in, in twelve.
0: Twenty twelve. yes. Yep. And
2: then I was happy, joyous, <laughs> free. I felt so good. And we were at church one day, <laughs> and they our church came out with a um like a marriage group what was it called Re-engage. Re-engage. reengaged reengaged yep. and they were passing out little pamphlets and you would rate your marriage uh-oh yep one to and ten one to ten always a little tricky yep so i do you bold- remember this jeff i do remember i, hear, yeah. I think i heard this story before well please. you were
1: probably there sitting in, I with us in church been, <laughs> i may have
2: been so i boldly put a seven on mine because yeah. i'm a seven and i didn't even seven know it is the, the best number seven, but yeah i just love seven and i look over at marcy and she's like hand me yours and
1: no, and I'm just, I'm actually writing mine and I'm kind of covering it up with my hand. So like yeah, you don't it, want anybody yeah. to copy, you know, and I'm just kind of, I put it down yeah. and then I didn't know what he was writing and he didn't know what I was writing. And then I looked at his face when we were supposed to switch <laughs> and I was like. She wrote a two. We don't have to say She wrote a two. <laughs> a
2: two. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Tim so. wasn't really very in tune with me during yeah. those
2: years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what we did? We signed up for reengage. Hell yeah. And, and so, where are you now? We I'm like a 10? 10. 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Marcy said 10 as well. I was expecting a
0: 4.
1: Uh, hey, that's better than two. I honestly, I would say a 9. Yeah. I don't know any 10s. No, no, so I don't no. think Yeah, if such
0: you a say nine. 10, probably, yeah.
1: yeah, you're you're holding stuff yeah. up. You know what? If you're saying a 10, you're probably cheating on your spouse and we yeah. need to check into that. <laughs> nobody something's happened. Nobody. nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a 9. So, it's a good solid yeah. 9. Yeah. But I
2: don't know where we're going with this, but we did do the reengaged and it was one of the best things I feel personally that
0: we've done
1: with our special friends yeah
0: well if yeah. nothing else you got more on the same page it sounds mm-hmm. like oh yeah oh. Well, at
1: least our numbers got closer <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> numbers <started> to <laughs> i
0: yeah,
1: mean converge. i'm almost leaving the marriage and he's like we are fan we are freaking awesome. <laughs> no, we, yeah so we got yeah. into this group with still some kind people. of into himself.
2: And. Uh, <laughs> You know, it was just uh, it was supposed to be like a three month course, and yeah. our group did nine months, yeah, because we all needed it, and it oh, was, yeah. we still hang out with
1: the people. <laughs> They're fantastic, you know? it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. That so, was years ago too. Just like
2: anytime I say anything that helped me is to if you have want to get closer to your spouse, then do some therapy together.
0: You know, we see this on the show a lot. Anything you anything worth having, accomplishing, getting, you know, goals, hard thing. It takes it takes work. Mm-hmm. right you can't just roll through it life and expect it to be a 10 marriage Ooh. if you're not working at it
1: yeah well and i will say every marriage is gonna have uh, you can call it a hiccup sure you can call it a bump you can call it it's a like freaking a crevice a yeah you can call it something <laughs> really and bad and you have to decide are we going to stick this out or are we gonna quit
0: yeah and,
1: and what i have realized with i mean. Honestly, I've done one of each, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not throwing any stones, yeah. but when you throw it in, you're just going to get a new set of problems with someone else. So you might as well make this one work, That's right. Work. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> provided it's not dangerous to anybody.
0: No. Yes. Wisdom right there from Marcy oh, Baser. Someone well, that's been every there now and,
1: then. There you and go. has
0: learned not, not only the hard way, but also learned the good, the good way as well. Oh. Mm-hmm appreciate that that's awesome so now
2: to 19 years is even specialer you know more know. special
0: more special. Like more special grammar, grammar is not no. is so easy no. but sometimes no, marriage it's can be no. he, yeah. he's good with hard. numbers <laughs> <laughs> with a calculator well it's funny y'all bring that up because what i thought our topic today with Marcy would be and i'm glad you're here as well Timmy time is we're just talking about things that bring us joy because one of the things we want to do with this podcast is to entertain. Certainly, we've done that mm-hmm. with the Timmy Time segment from last week mm-hmm. in the TV shows, and the week before with our What Would You Rather. And today, I thought we'd do more on the you know encourage side. Mm-hmm. So talk about things that that bring you joy. And we usually start with Marcy, but Timmy Time would love for you to chime in as well. Okay. So as we've jumped into now, we're almost into February. Oh my of, goodness! Gosh, are we into February? Yeah, I can't even happening. remember. Close. You know, when we record these, we do it a couple of weeks ahead of time. I don't. I am not good at math, so who <laughs> we might be in March <laughs> for all I know. <laughs> but now that we're kind of into the year, you know, we all had goals. And Marcy, you started a new workout program, which is awesome. Yeah. Everyone's got goals for twenty twenty two.
1: Talk about pressure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be that. But I am just mean just in general. Now that we kind of got this, the year started. Uh, what are some of the things that are currently bringing you joy?
2: Okay. So if you want me to go first, go
0: first right. to me, I love it. All
2: right. So I'm just going to think back to, I can't believe it was already almost a month ago when we were down in Bandera yeah, and serving that aid station. I just, I love encouraging people. You know, I get happy when I do that with, and especially seeing those people just come through just so tired and just beat down. And we were 9.9 miles from the finish. Yes. And just to have conversations with them and just like, Hey, you can wake up in the morning and run 10 miles. Just change your mindset and just get out there. Right. And I don't remember anybody not doing it, you know, but that was fun.
0: No, the only person that pulled out was, I think, was injured. Mm-hmm. But anyone that was struggling with, should I keep going or, or should I not? More just. Like the mental. The mental. I'm tired, but I could do it. But I don't know if I want to do it. I think a little bit of warm mashed potatoes and broth mm-hmm. and some encouraging words. And, mm-hmm. and we heard from people. They're like, hey, we I needed. Yeah. They called it the party barn because we're, we're in a barn. <laughs> We had music going. We had warm food, but we had you know hopefully warm words of encouragement. And yeah. you're you're gifted at that, Timmy Tom. Well,
2: I, I think about the uh, the blonde lady. I I didn't remember her name, but it came in and she was crying. Oh yeah, you know, and she did not. She couldn't didn't think she could finish. And we each took turns just talking to her. And I hope she finished. She did.
0: Uh, okay, her, her name did. was Tracy. I looked it up. Yeah, she finished. All right. She did. She did we awesome. go, Tracy. Yeah, Woo! she crushed it. Yeah, she crushed it. And yeah, she was emotional because of just. And what we talked about with her was if it didn't mean anything, it wouldn't be emotional. You know, if it was yeah. just a walk in the park yeah, then, it was you're, easy. You're, yeah, you're not yeah. gonna get emotional about a walk in the park, but something that hard that that yeah. you've trained for. She even said that she goes, I've trained so hard for this and she did it. I'd love to yeah. say we could take any credit for, her, but for it, but she did it. That'd
1: That Tim. is awesome. <laughs> Tim, Tim's like, <laughs> like, You're welcome, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that does.
2: That just brings those warm fuzzies, kinda gives you chills. You know, or at least to me, that, you know basically, you kind of helped. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's cool. Awesome. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Nicely it done. It Thanks. is. No pressure, Marcy, but that's pretty good. Well, pretty I'm, I'm going to
1: go a little lighthearted, but very truthful. It's sort of a product of joy, but sometimes it can bring joy in and of itself. And that is laughter.
0: Yeah, I mean, Everyone loves your laugh, the Marcy.
1: cliche of laughter is the best medicine. I don't think there's Anything I like more than a good belly laugh. Yes. And there's times I tell you, my mother and I, and I probably laugh harder with my mom than anybody else, and and she does it to me on purpose when we're on the phone. I know she does. We won't even be talking about anything funny, and she'll start just kind of doing that, and and then all start infectious, and then we're both just laughing, laughing like tears running out, and we just have that effect on each other, and it is. So, I guess laughter and my mom. My mom's good stuff. Yeah, your do mom you, is good stuff. Do yeah. you
0: get your sense of humor from your mom? Is uh, it a combo? Mine's
1: way more warped. Than- <laughs> my mother's real sweet. <laughs> Sweetie Petey. I have no idea where my my uh, sense of humor comes from. Tim probably brought it out in me. <laughs> there
0: you go. Well, it it's one there. of the things I love. Uh,
1: thank you. Thank, thank you. Course. It's a laughter. What about you, Jeff?
0: Well, and this is kind of similar to what related to what Timmy Time was talking about. But you know, this year at Choppers, we didn't have the same crew we had last year. We had we had myself and Timmy Time, but we had some folks that just couldn't go, which is totally understandable. It's he's, a,
1: he's trying not to roll me under the yeah, bus. Yeah, I'm trying to not <laughs> to or say his the word. Wife. yeah, Marcy or Allison. <laughs> two people losers didn't or say. Steven yes. or
0: Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had six last year. We had two this year. But I recruited my son and his a uh, new wife donna and they were amazing they were amazing and i think one of my joys and i've i've had the opportunity to do this in other scenarios as well down in down in mexico at a, at a orphanage that we've talked about before on the show called casa hogar Elin. but when you get to serve alongside your friends and family mm. that's kind of related to what you were saying mm. to me time mm. that's it's like it doesn't feel like serving it feels like doing life
1: yeah when you're doing it, when you're in your sweet spot, you're serving in, you know what I call your sweet spot, I feel like it doesn't feel like serving. It feels like, oh, I get to. I get to, Thank exactly. you for letting me be a part of this.
0: Because yeah. we talked, I think, a couple of episodes ago about how long those shifts were at Choppas, but it didn't feel like this 382
1: huge. 382 <laughs> hours, every shift.
0: Yes, yeah, so it didn't feel like this huge burden. It felt like this really fun. I mean, how many people did we meet, and stories did we hear, and words of encouragement we got to share, and we were inspired by them more than we could really inspire them, mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah, I just think the opportunity to serve alongside your friends and family and to see see them serving others mm-hmm. too bring, brings me joy. Yeah.
2: And I'm glad you mentioned that because even on that second loop of the 100K, we had people coming in who were like I couldn't this was my goal. I just I knew if I got here I <laughs> yeah, could finish. I could do it. Yeah. And you guys would pump me up and I mean I had a guy he was standing there and I woke up behind him. I'm like, "Hey man, how are you doing?" He's like, "Where were you? I was looking for you. Yeah. I, I
0: needed to talk to you."
2: Yeah. And oh, I can't like remember a counselor
0: his name. Yeah. Well crisis. just you know just
2: be encouraged, give him a hug, you yeah. know. We, we chatted the first, you know, the first loop, so now that, that's good times, but it is kind of bittersweet cuz I see those guys running and I'm just like, "Oh, I should be
0: out there." I want to be out there. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get our turn. Yeah we'll get our turn. Awesome. Well, Timmy time, you have another one you've thought about?
2: Mm, Well, the spur of the moment, let's just see joy. You know what the funny thing is? So a lot of people, I've said this before. I didn't, I never liked running, enjoyed running until you, Jeff Harrell signed me up for a uh, Savage race, obstacle course race. And we started doing it. And I really started enjoying running. And so I run during my lunch break at work And I'm really busy. I do phone sales and my phone just rings and rings and rings. So about 1145 or 12 o'clock every day, I put my gear on and I go out and run and I don't have my phone. I don't have anything and I'm just quiet and I meditate and I pray and that just recharges me and that's something I need every day. So that just brings a lot of joy to me too. It just resets me. So who would have thought running would do that?
0: That's awesome. Good stuff, man. And you look so, you're so svelte.
2: Yes, that's well, true. It's <laughs> coming from word. the heart,
1: you
0: can all... It's a bonus for all of us. <laughs> Svelte. What does that mean? Svelte. Svelte. You'll never know. You can't Svelte. look it up. There's no way to find that out.
2: Oh, it's still. Can't. I remember we can't yeah. find anything. Go on get the, a dictionary. Uh, yeah, get a dictionary. Yes. That is so <laughs> true. Gore would come out with the internet, and he's supposed to invent that pretty oh,
1: soon. Someday, pretty someday soon. Pretty soon.
0: <laughs> Good one, Timmy. Time. Uh, Marcy, do you have another?
1: I do. There's so many things that bring me joy. Honestly, like Tim said, it's like my morning time when I first get up every morning. It's me, coffee, and Jesus. Nice. It's usually him setting me straight. Like, <laughs> yesterday was a little tough. There, I saw. <laughs> you know? and I'm like, yeah, you know, yes, but sir. yeah, but it's never like a scolding. It's like, yeah, I feel like we could do oh, a little. Thing. You know, anyways, I do. That's that's my best part of my day, and just being able to share that with other people. I think. It does bring me joy. My faith. Yeah, my faith awesome. is mm-hmm. the most integral part of my life, even before anything else. If I don't have that and it's not in the right place, if I even skip it, I mean, I've probably told you, and maybe not on the air, about there's two types of people in the world. There's the naturally naughties and the, the goodies, you know and i feel like it's a personality thing as much as anything mm. i don't really feel like i have to tell you where i fall i feel like anybody's had well listen to the show met me for an hour you know where i fall <laughs> i mean so I, I probably need jesus a little bit more than somebody else just to not be an a hole honestly <laughs> That's funny. Uh, And he's cleaned it up. I say a-hole now. So there you go. That's that's (laughs) a New Year's resolution. Actually, no. That's ridiculous. Well, we'd just beep you out anyway. (laughs) Bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah, we're just going to beep you out anyway. I think I've been beeped a few times already (laughs) on this show.
0: Well, I think my second one is related to what we've already been talking about. um, As I sit here and think about what brings me joy. One of the things that when we were serving at Chapa's, you know, we're there kind of in the, what I call the sausage making part of trail running, which is we see the tired and the sometimes sick and discouraged and we kind of bandage them up and send them off. But the joyous part is at the finish line mm-hmm. Yeah, and my son and my daughter in law had never been to a trail race before, which is I was so excited for them to serve at, at Chappas. But they're only there at Chappas for you know all day Saturday and most of the Sunday. Anguish. They just saw the yeah, sausage. Very, yeah, they're like
1: I will never. Run. Like, why would I ever want to do this?
0: <laughs> they were in the sausage making part. Literally, we were making sausage, right, and potatoes and all that thing. And I said, "Hey Tim, will you take them to the finish line? I want them to see yeah. people crossing the finish line." And I think. When you see the expressions, the emotion, the joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't help but feel that same Mm -hmm. joy. So for me, seeing someone, and it doesn't even have to be trail running, but just someone that's setting something a really hard goal. You know, our kids are about to go to college. They're setting a goal of going you know to college to get a degree, they're gonna have to work hard, they're gonna have to study, like any any big life goal that someone sets that's hard. Mm-hmm. And seeing them succeed, and maybe they didn't succeed the first time. We yeah. had people that DNF the year before. Like I'm back mm-hmm. to do this again, and to see them cross did that finish line. Yeah, did did not finish. Nice, Marcy. Mm-hmm. Did you know? I've DNF learned meant? things. Yes.
2: <laughs> you know, Jeff. I'm glad you mentioned that because when I did take him over, we we got to see some. And it's funny; these guys and ladies are just completely worn out. And at Bandera, there's probably a, got about a good quarter of a mile where you come up a hill right before the finish. That's so no so one can terrible. see you before, but <laughs> so you terrible. know, you can hear it and you can see them coming hear the up bell, there, the and all bells. of a sudden their speed picks up and they just start finishing strong. And, uh, it was pretty cool that Hato and Donna got to see that and actually probably saw four or five people that they helped. Yeah. Finish. So they were pretty excited about That's that. Yeah. So, yeah. It was yeah. neat. Yes. Maybe if
1: I would seen that, I would have come back, Jeff. I know.
2: Yeah, we didn't take you to the Nobody line. took me to
1: the I learned line. my lesson.
0: <laughs> I learned my lesson.
1: Big time.
0: Big time. Well, this has been fun. Any any kind of parting thoughts for you that you guys have? We put a little bow in this segment?
2: I don't know. I just know it's always to be happier than sad.
1: That's true. <laughs> true. <laughs> it's way more fun. It's yes. way more fun. And you know what? A big one. Food. Yeah. <laughs> food. I mean, I can't not not say no. food. Yeah, food
0: brings us joy. Brings
1: joy, especially yep. your wife's lasagna.
0: My yes, my we had she we had dinner chef. tonight before we recorded, and mm. my wife made. Lasagna. So, yeah, that brings mm-hmm. me joy as well. I
1: know. All of our cooking brings me joy. And
0: Timmy Time likes the lasagna, but I think you like the bread even more. Yeah. Yeah. Big bread guy. She makes a garlic bread. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's just yeah. delicious. That's so, With like a, a stick of butter. Yeah. That's why so it it's so it's good. a stick hey, of broiled yeah, it's on carbs,
1: butter. right? Yes, we need some carbs. So we we got to burn it out. You know.
0: Well, it's a good need. exercise to sit down. And we I didn't even give you guys any notice that we were doing this. It's good just to sit down and reflect on what those things are that do bring you mm-hmm. joy mm-hmm. so that you can not only know what those things are but do, do more of them,
1: <laughs> Get more.
0: Get more of it. Get
1: more of that. <laughs> well,
0: with that, that is Marcy Baser. <laughs> Way to go, Min oh, B.
1: Thanks, TB. And Timmy Time. Love you guys.
0: Bye, bye, bye. Both theme songs at the same time.
1: What? Oh, it's like a mix. Like, it's like, like in chaos. Hers one. Hers one. Yeah, hers one. <laughs> yeah, <hers won> out. <laughs> yeah. That's about
0: right. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 79 of the Big Ass Runner. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Big thanks to everybody that was involved, Craig, for that amazing open for all the questions that were sent in on the Ask Me Anything, and of course, to the Bazers, both Tim and Marcy, for bringing your fun, your transparency, we love hearing from you, and lastly, for Ashley Durstein, for all her help and smoothing out the way for us when we come down to Arizona for the Black Canyon 100. Also, wanna give a big shout out to our partners. You know, we only partner with products we love and people we love, and that is the case with all three partners. So we have Path Projects. By the way, Path just came out with some incredible new graphic t shirts. You've gotta check them out, they are awesome. I've ordered mine. They are amazing. There's three or four new ones. Check it out, pathprojects.com. Also, the Kill 'em pants. I mentioned them in the open. They were money on this cold run that I had. You could take them off really easily with the zippers at the bottom. Love, love, love the Kill 'em pants. Also, to get salty britches. Salty britches I used in my 54K and money, just money. No blister problems, no chafing problems. Get saltybritches.com. Use Big Ass Runner as the code, and you will get 20% off. That is incredible. And then, lastly, of course, the best running jackets. I wear mine more as a fashion jacket because that's how cool they are. VanderJacket.com, jackets and vests. Check it out. And by the way, Sarah is just one of the best people you will ever meet. VanderJacket.com. And of course, the person that makes us sound so amazing. Steve Snooky Bear Saunders.
1: Snooker. Or snooker. No we call it Snickies. Snook, Snick, Snickers.
0: I do not even know what it is. Our audio engineer that makes it sound so good. Well thanks again to everybody that's listening. We appreciate the big ass runner herd. Thanks so much for listening. Go out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. East Texas, and it was actually, oh my goodness, there is a little bit for the blooper reel, Steve. I'd never done this race before, and it's out, like I said, in East Texas, which is just, uh, actually, the, the,
2: okay, I can't find it on this map. Well, you get yourself a new map.
0: So you kind of did this one area, and then you hit the two-way traffic. It was almost like a, I don't know how to describe it, almost like a, Trying to think, Steve, how to describe this. Good, great, ran, wonderful. And so my runs are not consistent. It sounds like I've got diarrhea. Well, I mean by my my run, like when I'm running, my runs that I get in.
1: So Kate, you were stressed, a lot of junk food on the go, and you were a little irregular. So I gave it a try.
0: Now she has a spring in her step. Well, first of all, she's actually helping set up a little bit of a meet and greet or scratch that part steve <gasps> to have the greatness of the Bazers mm-hmm. with us once again and i had to turn this song off there we go <laughs> so that we can all hear each other and of course the person that makes us sound so amazing steve Sn- i forgot your nickname this week steve